0: Thank you. Herman's going take in for the to the NFL. Volta, Brought to you from Los Angeles, California. California. You are listening to the High Voltage Talk Show. Featuring Mike on the Mike. Welcome to the newest edition of the High Voltage Talk Show with Mike on the mic. And you hear some happiness in my voice. You know why? You want to know why you hear some happiness in my voice? This is the first edition of the High Voltage Talk Show following a Los Angeles Chargers victory. That's right. I started this, I think, in week two or week three. So I wasn't there to cover the Cincinnati Bagels victory. So here we are. I get to cover a victory. I get to do a video that's full of all positives. Well, mostly positives, because we're going to talk about the trade block a little bit. (laughs) Mostly positives. What I'm saying is is that I am excited that the Chargers got this win last week. And I'm ready to break it down. I'm ready to analyze how the game went, where we can still improve, because it was not a perfect game by any means necessary. Right? Some interesting theories that I have, which is going to be weird. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be like, what are you talking about? And all of the above. But anyway,s this week, same as every week, I'm gonna review last week's game, talk about how we can improve, talk, pick it apart a little bit. How Herbert do? We're gonna have our uh, what fourth edition, fifth edition of Herbert Watch. Um, I think the first episode I did was the week after Herbert started his first game. I just want to point that out. And since then, we've just been on this journey together. Everyone that listens to the High Voltage Talk Show, I think we've gotten over 65, 70 listeners on every single episode. So share this with all of your Chargers friends I'm sure there's tons of them right (laughs) oh man we're gonna have fun this week but anyways yes I'm going to review last week's game then we're gonna talk about the trade block and I'm gonna close the show out by previewing next week's game versus our rival Denver Broncos let's get into the show let's get into the high voltage talk finest than we you back on the world closing in be on me victory yeah we came out on top what a fun game to watch to be a Chargers fan and a not so fun game to watch there was goods there was a lot of bads and a lot of in-betweens in this last game against the Jacksonville Jaguars I'll say the bads because the Jaguars were actually in the game but before we get into that let's bring you this week's edition of Your favorite segment and mine. Herbert Watch. Taking a peek at Justin Herbert's stat line from this last week. 27 of 43. 347 yards. Three touchdowns. Zero interceptions passing. With an additional nine carries for 61 yards. And a touchdown rushing a beautiful one at that. Justin Herbert. Every week this kid electrifies. Every week, this kid comes out and does stuff that you just can't believe that you're watching sometimes. He's great. He really is great. I think the Chargers may have pulled off the highway robbery of a lifetime, guys, by getting Justin Herbert. Because we went from one franchise quarterback, 20-year guy, what was it, 16, 17-year guy, to the next 16, 17, 20-year guy. And no seasons in between is suffering. No seasons in between like Cleveland had. No seasons in between like the Jets are in still. The Chargers have landed another franchise quarterback. And I know you can hear (laughs) how excited I am. I assume all of you are just as excited. I already got myself a jersey. And I got my wife a jersey. Because Justin Herbert is that good. Took me a couple games. To realize oh man this kid he's special and I'm sure next week could do something crazier hit throw 40 times for six touchdowns next week or next week he's going to decide I'm not gonna run the ball as much I'm gonna throw for 400 yards instead of running for 60 yards the kid man he amazes me every week and I'm so excited to have him on this team. And each week, the excitement grows just a little bit more because he just continues to impress. And you could see him actually like, getting more comfortable and improving each week, which is crazy to think about. He's playing at a historic level already, and he's improving still. And how much he still has to learn. Very rare in the NFL you see a breakout player like this. Joe Burrow's doing fine over there in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow, I'm sure, is a franchise quarterback also. But looking at it right now, Justin Herbert is 100% playing better than Joe Burrow. And it shows why Justin Herbert was potentially going to be a top five, top three, maybe one overall pick the season before he actually declared for the draft. Highway robbery. Anyways, let's get into the Jacksonville Jaguars game. And I've just been having a hard time breaking these down because I just don't know exactly how to go at it. Do I attack the good first and finish with the bad? Do I attack the bad first finish with the good? I think it would be better to leave off with the good news. So let's attack the bad first. First of all, you go up 16-0. Every Chargers fan is looking both ways. <laughs> looking at their cousins, looking at their brothers, looking at their sisters, looking at their parents. Saying, here we go. We're about to blow this lead and you don't want to put it into the universe, but you cannot help, but think it immediately. Ah, here we go. Ah, crap. Jaguars kick a field goal and we're like, oh man, here they come. Here they come running back, right? Sure enough, as we're thinking that the Jaguars who in the first quarter, I believe had 15 total yards or something crazy. They hadn't gotten a first down yet. The Chargers had more points than they had yards at one point. That team roared back on us. So that's a bad. And that's a that's a mental thing. That, that is about either the coaching staff or the players themselves telling themselves, we're good, we got the lead, we can relax. Instead of just pushing for the entire four quarters. So, sure enough, after our 16-0 lead, I'm sitting here comfortable like, okay, we're finally going to blow the team out and just comfortably win a game. We let the Jaguars come right on back into the game. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. So, in the second quarter, they scored 14 points, and we went to halftime at 16-14 with the lead still, fortunately, because they messed up a two-point conversion attempt. But a very narrow lead when we were up 16-0 in the first quarter. So I just want to point that out. And then in the third quarter, it was kind of a little bit more of a back-and-forth game. With the Chargers offense overall taking over. I will say a problem that we realized, the bad, a part of the bad while we're on it, is yes, we let them play us too tight for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But also... The fact that our defense couldn't really stop Jacksonville in quarters two and three. Once they had to throw the ball because Justin Herbert just started airing all over the place. That's when they started to struggle just because uh. Mitch was fun to watch. Mitch was good and I have nothing against the guy, but he's not quite that guy. You know what I mean? He's not quite that guy. That's going to step up and throw for 400 yards against Herbert. So that's where we got lucky. It isn't Drew Brees. It wasn't Tom Brady. It wasn't Patrick Mahomes. That's where we got lucky. Overall, the Chargers pass rush took over. And that's going to start off the goods for the good side of the game. Our pass rush looks like it's back, y'all. It looks like it is 100% back. Melvin Ingram, Joey Bosa getting back together again. They wreaked havoc all game on Gardner Minshew. Not the biggest sack count, but you saw how it was impacting the game. You saw how it was impacting his throws, and you saw how it affected the Jaguars' offense, just the pass rush in general. You saw that the Jaguars came out, and they said, we're going to try and throw on you guys, and got beat up. That's when they went to run the ball, and James Robinson ultimately got them back in the game. Speaking of James Robinson, y'all can't be scared to tackle that dude. But anyways, moving on. Uh, another good, obviously, Justin Herbert and the offense went off. Not the biggest accomplishment because it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and we've been doing this to teams that are way better than them on defensive side of the ball. But just to see it continue is really, really a good thing to see. Just to see that the Chargers offense isn't a fluke. It isn't going to be an off and on thing. It looks like it's going to be pretty pedal to the metal for the rest of the season. A lot more than we saw with Rivers last year. And a lot more that we would have seen with Tyrod. Another good is that uh, Keenan Allen seems to be healthy. That's good to see. Joey Bosa seems healthier. That's good to see. Uh, you see Mike Williams seems healthy. He didn't really have a big game, but you can see he's running his routes and everything. He's fine. It's just good to see our guys out there. Can't wait to get number 30 out there, man. That's going to be a big, big difference. But overall, good game versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, I definitely think Anthony Lynn needs to focus on tackling this week because you see they struggle to tackle some of those guys, especially James Robinson. So uh, we're about to see Melvin Gordon. So we need to get ready for some broken tackles or broken tackle attempts, hopefully, if Kenneth Murray can wrap him up and drag him to the ground and say there's – A new cowboy in town. A new sheriff in town, if you will. (laughs) Oh, man. All right, let's move on to the next topic. I'm going to talk about the trade block. It's going to be a tough conversation, so let's go do it. I wouldn't trade you for the world. All the perils in the sea. The All the treasures of the That's how much you mean to me. Trade deadline is here, and a lot of rumors are flying around about a lot of players in the NFL, not just on the Chargers. And I wouldn't even say that Chargers have rumors, just speculation amongst the fans if they're going to be moving on from some of these veteran players that aren't really having a place maybe in the future plans of the team. So I'm going to start off with the bad news, and I'm going to look at our potential trade block, uh, guys that teams are going to call about, guys that the Chargers may make offers with to try and acquire other players or picks. Big one is obviously Desmond King. The season's been a bumpy one for Desmond, and it's really sad because the last couple of seasons, he's been very good for us, and getting him in the, what, third round out of Iowa, no one really went for him in the draft, and we got him late, and he became the DB that he is today. It's very impressive, and the guy's a jack-of-all-trades, kind of corner. Uh, he can play safety, he can play corner, and he could tackle like a linebacker, and he can cover like a, like a corner. So it's just a very versatile player, very valuable player. The reason this season's been bumpy is because in the offseason the Chargers signed cornerback Chris Harris Jr. and I expected to be a better rotation. I expected it to be a, about an even playing time between the two. Or at least slightly Chris Harris Jr., not as much as you'd see when Chris was healthy and Desmond King didn't get the reps. And then Chris gets hurt and Desmond King's getting the reps and he's still the same player that we know him to be in previous years. He also duels as a punt returner so he's a very valuable cornerback but you may see some teams trying to acquire him just because he said straight up if you're not going to play me trade me pretty much and the chargers you know chris harris jr is coming back sometime this season and they signed up to a couple season deal so it's looking like desmond king could be on the trade block it just doesn't seem to be space for him he's on his contract year And if they were planning on going forward with him, I think he'd be playing a lot more. If they had plans for him past this season, I think that things would be a lot different between Desmond King and Anthony Lynn and the Chargers. I think Desmond King senses that, and that's why he's lashing out on Twitter. That's why he's lashing out on social media. He senses that that he's on his way out of the Los Angeles Chargers, which is really sad because I love Desmond King, and he's a young player still. It hurts more than the next guy I'm going to talk about just because of how young he actually is. Where could Desmond King possibly go? We could hear the Vikings call for him. Their secondary is awful. We could hear from the Cowboys. Their defense in general is awful. Uh, We can hear from maybe the the Green Bay Packers looking for an extra corner. I could see him fitting in in that defense. That would be a fun one to see him go to. Every team in the NFL needs a player like Desmond King, so it's going to be really hard to predict where he's going to go. What can we get for him? We can definitely get a second-round pick and something for him guaranteed if we don't get a second round pick I don't know what's going to happen in free agency because second round pick is a pretty fair deal for Desmond King next guy I'm going to talk about maybe a little bit shocking to y'all but he's also on his contract year they agreed basically for his contract to end this year when negotiations with Melvin Ingram were going on and he was holding out of practice or holding into practice I was thinking the whole time, like, what are they going to do? They can't sign him. Like, they actually cannot sign him. So what are they going to do? They sign him to the rest of this year, guaranteed money, which was a good deal for him because he did get up getting hurt, ended up getting banged up, and he could still be struggling with that injury. But they basically agreed to end his contract this year the Chargers, and Melvin Ingram both. So he's on his way out. So right here at the trade deadline, as much as he impacts our defense a lot and helps us uh, play at the level that we do on defense when he's on the field, we're not going to have him in the long-term plan. So might as well get something for him before he just walks in free agency, signs a deal, and you know that's kind of his last gasp of his career. Melvin Ingram has done great with the Chargers. Surprise guy. He's always been a very good pass rusher with us. And for as long as I can remember, Melvin Ingram has been a charger all the way. What can we get for him and who might be interested? Well, all these contenders could use a DN like Melvin Ingram because he's a good second guy to your to your pass rusher, your lead pass rusher, whoever it is. Whether it's the Steelers, pair him up with TJ Watt, or whether maybe the Titans want to pair him up with Jadavion Clowney, or maybe we could see a team... Like the Ravens pick them up just to beefing up their line even a little more. Oh uh, man, any of these teams, the uh, Green Bay could use a D lineman. All these contenders, the Saints, the Bears, everyone could use a second DN to help rush with their primary pass rusher. And that's kind of what Melvin Ingram is. That's kind of what Melvin Ingram's role is going to be on your team. What can we get for him? A third and maybe a fifth? Um, maybe a 4th and a 6th. It's going to be later picks. He's at the end of his career. And he isn't an impact player to the point where he changes the game completely. He's not a max contract guy. He's going to be a smaller contract guy. And so you're not going to see um, a high payload for him. You're not going to see a player and picks. You're not going to see that. We Maybe we'll get a developmental guy. Maybe. If we're very lucky. So That's for us in our trade block. and who, Guys we could possibly see Coming off the team via trade. Guys, I like to see us look at trading for. You could pair Desmond King and Melvin Ingram and possibly make a run at Harrison Smith. Look, I know we have Derwin James. I know we have Nasir Adderley, but this secondary is young, very young. Having a veteran safety like Harrison Smith on this team to kind of play an Eric Weddle similar style role would be amazing to have at the end of Harrison's career. And him and Derwin James would absolutely destroy. NFL offenses come next season when Derwin can get back out there. And with Nasir Adley as a compliment guy, he could go down and cover slot guys, tight ends, come in as a nickel. You could use him in a similar way to what Desmond King does once Desmond King leaves. Casey Hayward and Chris Harris will obviously be out there as well. I don't see why not go and try and get a safety um, if they're out there and if they're up on the trade block. I heard rumors Harrison Smith might be. What would it cost us? Like I said, probably Desmond King, probably Melvin Ingram, and maybe a pick also. But for sure, Desmond King. Uh, Desmond King and some picks might be able to make the move happen for Harrison Smith. It would be weird. I know it's a weird suggestion. I'm just saying it makes a lot of sense. If we really want to have an elite defense, let's have an elite player at almost every spot on the defense. Moving on. John Ross the Cincinnati Bengals. This is one I want to see happen because... John Ross's speed, you see what Jalen Guyton does and Byron Johnson does. John Ross's speed paired with Justin Herbert's arm could be deadly. Now, I don't see the Chargers making this move because they probably uh, have faith in their speedy guys they have already in Jalen Guyton, which I also am falling and becoming a huge fan of Jalen Guyton so far this season. I had no idea who he was until hard knocks, and now he's out there balling. As a rookie wide receiver, pretty impressive from him. But John Ross would basically be maybe an upgraded version of Jalen. John Ross, I know, struggled in Cincinnati, but he has record times as far as his 40 yard dash, and he's still very fast on the field. I thought he was going to be similar to OBJ, but he just hasn't quite broke out of his mold yet. That's the only problem with John Ross, is you're taking a risk. He's not going to cost too much, though. I think they've pretty much said they plan on trading him. So he's going to be cheap. The leverage is gone for the Cincinnati Bengals. They can't say that they want to keep him. They basically have said they're willing to trade him. I would like John Ross as a depth receiver, obviously, behind Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, Jalen Guyton, and he could just add some speed or even just be a return man with Joe Reed to this team. A couple of other why-not moves that I'm looking at here is possibly signing Josh Gordon. Why not, right? Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are always struggling to stay healthy they're always battling injury they're always taking big hits it seems like so why not add Josh Gordon for depth Mike Williams goes down Josh Gordon could play a similar role to Mike Williams Keenan Allen goes down Josh Gordon will play a similar role to Keenan Allen he's a good route runner he's fast he's big he's strong I'm sure Josh Gordon has some left in the tank I'm pretty confident Josh Gordon still has some left in the tank and even if he's the fourth receiver just having him for depth He's gonna come on for free, pretty much. Because he has no options. He's not got teams coming to his door. Josh Gordon could definitely be a Los Angeles Charger. He could be in that receiving court, in that receiving room, and he could bring a lot to it, in my opinion. And if it's like a why not, right? Why not get him? There's no reason not to. He doesn't negatively affect us in any way. Now this next guy is a little bit more controversial. But why haven't we signed safety Earl Thomas? At first, I was like, hell no, I don't want Earl. Get away from me, please. But then I sit and think about it. Derwin's hurt. Man, we kind of need a guy like Earl Thomas. No offense to Rayshon Jenkins. No offense to Nasir Adderley. But Earl Thomas is a different kind of animal. He could almost bring us to what Derwin James would do in that spot. And again, he's going to be cheap. He's going to be desperate to play. A why not situation. Chargers can look at all these moves. I don't think they'll be doing much. Maybe we could end up trading Desmond King. I really could see that happening. But for the most part, the Chargers don't make big moves like this at the deadline. Kenneth Murray. (laughs) Trading draft to get Kenneth Murray. It was one of the biggest moves I've seen the Chargers do in my life. But anyways... Yeah, you're not going to see the Chargers make these kind of crazy jumps, crazy moves, moving players around. It's just not our, our model. That's not the way we've been. We like growing our players and then signing one or two off a of free agency that fits with them. Anyway, let's move on to the next topic. I'm going to give a preview of the upcoming game versus the dreaded Denver Broncos. Denver in the wintertime. I'm sure it's a great place to hang out. Psych, I'm from California. I bet it sucks there right now. <laughs> but we gotta go all the way to Denver and play the Broncos this Sunday. Oh boy, here we go, right? Ordinarily, if we were playing in Los Angeles in the sunshine, I would definitely say that the Chargers are favorites to win this game. Just because of how beat up the Broncos are. The Broncos are playing with practice squad guys. Practice squad guys. But the fact we got to go up into the mountains, go up to to Denver, Colorado, and get in that freezing cold air, freezing cold temperature, and play the Broncos changes everything. I was watching an interview. Justin Herbert went on the Dan Patrick Show, and he said that this is his first snow game that he's ever played in, which is hard to believe when a guy's been playing football for his whole life pretty much. This is his first snow game. But the guy's from Oregon, and the Chargers play in California. (laughs) it <laughs> doesn't snow. <laughs> so he hasn't had to play in a snow game yet. He's gonna get to experience that. I played snow games before. They are brutal, but they are the most fun to play in as well. We're gonna see the passing attack be a little bit tougher. The ball's gonna be slippery. Oh uh, man, it's gonna it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting game to see how the rookie handles going into Denver. Some of the keys to the game as far as strategy on the field, if we can keep a strategy in the snow. One, our offensive line needs to be healthy. I don't know if Trey Turner's playing. I don't know if Brian Belaga's playing. But we need those guys. That's the key to this game because they have a decent defensive line that will be coming at us. Led by Bradley Chubb. Usually Von Miller, but he's not out there. I'm not happy he's hurt, but I'm happy we don't got to see him. We'll just say that. And then we're going to have to worry about Bradley Chubb. So getting those guys healthy is a big deal. Another key to the game, don't turn the ball over. This is going to be a defensive battle probably because of the weather. So just don't turn the ball over. Don't give him any easy points. Number four, man, they need to decide something on Badgley this week. Because if we need him to kick a ball in the snow, I do not have any confidence in him. No offense to Money Badger, but he's just been struggling the last couple weeks, man. And a lot of people are calling for his head. I'm not calling for his head yet. I'm just saying we got to figure out what's going on this week. He's got to figure out what's wrong. that's key to this game in case we need him to kick a game-winning field goal. I think this game will be close. If it's a defensive battle especially, it will be close. I don't know if Herbert's going to be able to have his 330, 400-yard game. This might be a good game to take the spread because it's going to be really close. I'm sure we're favorites by a few points. Another key to this game is can we get this ground game going because, like I said, it's going to be hard to throw the ball. Can we get this ground game going because it has not been too strong the last couple of weeks. It has not been leaned on too much. The Chargers are having to adapt and evolve into a pass-heavy team. Another key is going to be defense. Is our defense healthy enough to handle this game? Is our defense ready to handle this game? They're a bunch of youngsters. They probably also have never played in the snow or don't play often in the snow. Are we ready to go into Denver and be ready to take care of a game that we should win? Because overall, we're more talented than them. We're more talented than them. They're lucky that the elements are going to help them out. We're a lot more talented than them, especially health wise. <sighs> I really feel we can beat this Broncos team, guys. I really feel we can dominate. The the pass rush can dominate again and get after Drew Locke. Uh, Maybe we won't see Herbert throw for 300 yards this game. Maybe we won't see three or four passing touchdowns because the weather isn't going to be perfect. But maybe we still see the kid get it going on the ground. We'll see. We'll see. But that's kind of the keys to winning this Denver Broncos game, just really quick, really briefly, just to preview it. Um, I'm excited. Hopefully we can get this win. If we win, we'll move to three and four and be one step closer to getting in this wild card picture. If we lose, we're going to take a step back. So we really need to win these, these games. This part of our schedule is the easiest part to win. That's it for this week's episode of the High Voltage Talk Show. Let's hopefully we can go into Denver and take care of business this week. Head over to our Instagram page, at Chargers Universe. Once again, at Chargers Universe to interact with me more. And I also go live over there during the halftime of the Chargers games every week. And I'm going to start doing that consistently from this point out. So if you want to be a part of that conversation, kind of have like a watch party type of mood, definitely go head over to at Chargers Universe on Instagram. And I'll be coming to Facebook and YouTube and everything very soon. I'm thinking about turning this podcast into a video podcast. That will be a very good time if I can manage to find the time to do just that thanks for tuning in bolt up and let's go get this win versus the denver broncos (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.